Good evening, Elite Marketing Pro, your 15 minutes of daily dose of awesome for education, motivation, and inspiration. So with technical glitches, we all get them every now and then. So as you guys are hopping on, please give me an indication of the sound problem is now that it is has been fixed. So maybe just give me a, a thumbs up, sound is fixed, that I know that everything is good. So what I want to touch on today is four soft skills that is needed to build an effective team. And very often in the past, I've found that the times when I'm not focused on this is where I find strife in my team, where I just don't get the team to gel. So the four things that I want to touch on today is mercy, goodness, forgiveness, and compassion. And you might ask, what the heck does that have to do with building an effective team? What does that have to do with building a big team online um, and in my network marketing, home-based business, affiliate business? What do I need to learn those for? Now, I want to submit to you that when you work with people, that you will find that you need mercy, goodness, forgiveness, and compassion. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Marinda Bandatsa. I'm a coach with Elite Marketing Pro and all the way from sunny South Africa. So I'm excited to be here with you today. And I want to touch on some of the, the, the small intricacies in building an effective team. And what does a high-performing team really look like? They share a common vision. They have goals that they are working for. They know who is collaborating in and on those goals together. They've got a solid and a deep trust for each other and the team's purpose. And every single person is working towards the same goal. So you know that a team is a high-performing team when there's a clear vision and that people have a need to, um, to accomplish. So Felicia is saying yay. I'm saying yay too. So don't you just love technical glitches? Now, I tell you, a year ago, I would have been profusely sweating because this has happened. And this is what Brandy Shaver told me. Oh, crap. Let's redo this. And here we are. We are redoing this and nothing has happened. So, Felicia, thank you for giving me a thumbs up. I'm appreciating that. So where does mercy come into it when you are building a high-performance team? When you work with humans, you have to have mercy. And I can tell you that unequivocally, if you build a team and your team starts getting bigger, I always tease tongue-in-cheek that you will feel like you're hurting cats with runny tummies. You cannot hurt cats, and when they've got a runny tummy, it's even worse. That's what it sometimes feels like when you are working with people and you have to keep a team together. So what is the difference between mercy and what is the difference between mercy and grace? Because when you work with people and you're building an effective team, mercy is when you do not punish people for making a mistake. And grace is you're still treating them properly and you're treating them well, even though they don't deserve it. So that's the difference between mercy and grace. And is it important to have mercy in your team? Absolutely, because we all make mistakes. We all can learn from one another. It doesn't mean that you're not accountable for those mistakes and you don't have to own up to them, but it means like it means that there's mercy. You won't get punished as long as it's done ethically and as, as, as long as it falls in, in morality and it falls within the, the code of honor for that team. And I'll touch on what is a code of honor for a team. So number two is goodness. That means it's believing in the basic goodness of mankind. Now, 
as you guys are hopping on, give me a shout out where you're from. Hi, Chuck. Great to see you. So if you think that you believe in the basic goodness of mankind, just give me a thumbs up. And what I mean by that is when you work with a team and you are focusing on what is the, the role of each member in your team, because here's the thing, we all bring different things to the table. So you're not going to have the same personality type uh, on your team. You're going to have different personality types on your team. You're going to have different strengths on your team. And here's what I've seen so many times in the past. People are trying to take their weakest point and they focus so much time and energy on it just to try and get it better. But very often the change is so ever slightly, it's, it's barely noticeable. And it really puts people in a, a, a situation where they start self-doubting. Because maybe I am not cut out for this. Maybe I am not good enough to do this. And all of a sudden, they focus so on the negative. What I find more um, successful in building a team is when you look at people's strengths and you focus on different strengths and roles in, in the team, the people that are strong in something enhance that because chances are they like doing that particular thing and that particular role they play because they're good at that and they feel that they can succeed and they feel successful. And something that is a weakness for them might be a strength for someone else in the team. So when you focus on different roles in a team and you value each role, not to put down something that is, in your perspective, a, a lower priority in a team. Every single person has value. Every single person, when they focus on their role, it makes beautiful music when you put all of that together. When you are looking at the goodness of, of the team members, do you really see a 10 on people's foreheads? And I want to challenge you. I've, I've caught myself doing this as well. So it's not that, that, that we all are perfect in this area, but I want to make you aware of the fact that when you work with people, do you have a preconceived idea about that person? When that person speaks to you, are you already finishing the sentence thinking about what you want to say? Because when you go into that mode where you're not actively listening, you will never see the potential of a person. You will never see a 10 on your, their forehead because you are focused on yourself. You are not focused on that person. So when you see a 10 on someone's forehead and you focus on their strengths, that's when you can define the roles in a team and where you can add a value to every single person that the team feel valued. People do not quit overnight. People quit over a period of time where they don't feel valued and they don't feel understood and heard. So I, I started touching on a code of honor. What do you stand for as a team? With EMP as a coaching team, we stand for certain things and we are accountable to the code of honor that we've created as a coaching body. And part of that is not just serving this community ethically, morally, and being there, going the extra mile, but as coaches, peers working together, how do we conduct ourselves amongst our coaching body? How do we feel about the roles in the team? Uh, how do we communicate? Always over-communicate than under-communicate because people draw conclusions and people make assumptions. That's where conflict arise is when there's not enough communication or there's miscommunication. So what is your code of honor? Your code of honor could be integrity, honesty, punctuality, inclusion, transparency at all times. So what does integrity mean for you as a team? 
So you have to spend time on this in order to get this right and to know what you're standing for. So if you have a code of honor or you see the value of a code of honor, would you please be so kind to comment value for me in the comment box? Because when you look at the value of a code of honor, it means that everybody knows the rules of the game. So when you play a, a game of football and there's no rules, can you understand the chaos that will that will, will happen? If there's not a referee on that field, what will happen if there's no rules in place? It will just be craziness. The same with the team. If the team do not understand what is the role of the team, what is our code of ethics, what is our code of honor, what does it mean when we say we work with integrity, what does it mean when we say we're punctual, what does it mean when we say we're transparent, when the team knows the rule, every single person can play by the rule, because when every single team member plays by the rule, it's very easy to keep people accountable, and people want to be held accountable, because that's where the results lie, consistency in that brings rewards and results. Point number three is forgiveness. And oh boy, is this a very relevant one. And here's what I want to want to submit to you. I attended a training many years ago, and I cannot tell you anything about that training except for this point. And it made such an impression on me that that's, this is something that is part of my code of honor for my household. This is something I live by with my kids, and anyone who knows me um, closely knows this is a, a true fact. When you want to be right and you're expecting someone else to admit that they're wrong and you do not want to forgive them, it's like drinking poison and expecting them to die. You get sick. You get the poison in you. So I want to submit to you today for, for a point of forgiveness to be selfish that you want to look at forgiveness. Because when you forgive someone, it's all for you. The benefits are just for you. And it doesn't matter what that person, if they acknowledge that they've been wrong, if they ask for forgiveness, if they ask, give it, just give it freely, but forgive in order for you to have mind space, to have creativity, to have freedom, to not have that monkey on your shoulder. Take that monkey off your shoulder today, throw it back at that person, not physically, of course, but throw that monkey back, let the circus happen outside of your head outside of your heart. Protect your joy and your peace at all cost. So when you forgive, you are taking the poison out of yourself. Otherwise, you are drinking the poison and expecting someone else to die. So that is a note that I will never, ever forget. Um, and I think it's a very, very relevant thing when you build teams, when there's conflict in a team, be the first one to forgive if someone has done something wrong and you feel that you've been wronged. Point number four is compassion. So what I was saying earlier on, and I love to get the second chance to say it because it's something that is important to me. It's something that warms my heart. When I think about someone that I want to emulate in, in terms of compassion, think of yourself as a leader and just mentally check how compassionate are you? How kind are you to people? How caring are you to people? How willing are you to help people? Basically, how thoughtful and decent are you where other people is, are concerned? And here's, here's the little sting to it, without expecting something in return. Because it's easy to do something if you know there's, there's a reward or a payment or something reciprocal about to happen. But when you as a leader have compassion without expecting 
anything in return. That to me is a, a sign of a true leader because it always starts from the front. It always starts when you are going through the motion first, when you lead as, a, as the example. So when I think about Fernie, Fernie to me is someone who's always caring, who's always kind, who's always willing to help. And from personal experience, a year and a half ago, when I was going through difficulties in, in my network marketing um, company, Fernie was the one who helped me, who was kind to me, who was giving me help, guidance, some of his time, didn't expect anything back. That to me is the sign of a true leader who is compassionate. And the last point um, that I also wanted to make under the point of forgiveness is it's a culture that starts with you as a leader. And it doesn't mean that you are not keeping people accountable. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Because if you have mercy, you have kindness, you have forgiveness, and you have compassion as a leader, people will gravitate to you and they want to be in your space because that's the glue that keeps an effective team together. It's one of the pieces of the glue that builds an effective team. I hope this has helped you as we move into 2019, where I just wish for you blessings and explosions in your team. But I want for you to have joy in the process as you are doing that. And I want you to have glue in your team that your team is a happy team, because a happy team is a growing team. So be blessed, and we'll chat to you guys soon.